Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of The Thunder Heist, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, starting with Rob J. Hayes. Hi, I'm Rob J. Hayes. I'm tired because it's late at night, but I've got coffee. <laughs> Michael R. Fletcher. Uh, hi, I'm Michael R. Fletcher, author of Beyond Redemption. I am less tired than Rob, but still kind of sleepy. And we are joined by a special de- guest, stuff that word up, uh, John Palladino. John, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, Mike, do you want to introduce our guest and what we're going to talk about today? Okay, uh, so I think it was yesterday. Uh, Rob and I kind of accidentally wound up in a fairly long conversation on Facebook with John about publishing. Uh, it kind of led into a discussion of, you know, publishing related costs, how much people were paying for editing art and all that. Um, and, uh, you know, we saw a story that we had seen like many times heard many times from, from a lot of authors, uh about you know fairly you know i would say like exorbitant expenditures to publish um to self-publish a novel and the sort of like the the general uh, gist being that publishing is you know it's expensive you, you got to sink a lot of money into a book um so i thought it'd be really cool because i we have heard the same thing so many times if uh you know if john was willing to sort of come in hang out with us and talk about his experiences so far um and then we can sort of compare notes and kind of see where it goes sounds great so yeah john do you want to kind of just yeah talk a bit about that yeah do you want to just like walk us through like your experience sort of Uh, so far yeah sure so uh i wanted to publish obviously a book (laughs) which is what we all want to do and i figured in order to do this professionally i needed to sink a certain amount of money into it so i thought in order to make the best 
product possible, I needed to hire really professional people. So I have my costs broken down here. Uh, just the cover art alone, I spent uh, $1,865 on because I wanted original art. Uh, and then we get into the editing. <laughs> uh, so it's my first actual attempt at publishing. So I kind of did the whole shebang. I paid for a manuscript evaluation. Uh, that was $1,180. Uh, I've done a developmental edit, which was $2,492. Uh, then I haven't done the copy edit yet that starts uh, next month, I think. And that is going to be a total roughly of $3,266. And then uh, I have formatting, which is 300 bucks, and proofreading which I think is $2,000-ish dollars. I'm not sure on that cost exactly yet. Uh, but if we take all those costs together, add it to, with uh, some of the smaller costs, uh, I think I came up to a figure roughly about $11,500. Yeah, which is right. that's, that's, that's massive. a good, good chunk right. of change yeah yes <laughs> like i you know for considering most uh from what i've sort of heard uh most uh self-published releases sell maybe 200 copies um yeah, you know that's you for, especially for new authors right and even you know if if you're charging say you're charging five bucks a book um you know us on amazon you're making about three bucks uh, profit, right. so about 600 bucks. Uh, so, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a wide margin there. Um, what, I, the one thing I, I was unsure about, so what the last one you said was um, a proofread, but you've got line edits in there as well, right? Uh, I'm, just, I'm unclear what the proofreader does. Well, the proofreading edit is supposed to be done once the whole thing is completely done. I don't. Right. Do you guys do that? Yeah, no. yeah. So a lot of a lot of authors do. Um, I, I did it once with um, Horns Gambit. I literally sent it to a proofreader um, who just read through it and corrected any little grammar things, any little typos. Uh, but I mean, I, I think he charged something like five hundred dollars. Um, for that so uh it was quite a bit cheaper than that but yeah. <laughs> i've uh yeah i mean you you usually you would usually catch as many of the typos and everything you can um in the copy edit to be honest there's there's still quite a few changes that are usually done after a copy edit but um most authors the most self-published authors that i know of don't actually fork out for a proof edit as well um, they'll they'll hopefully get some of the the proof editing done by the you know alpha readers or beta readers whoever gets it after the last uh, line of editing. Right. Just for context, um, how many words are in your novel, John? Uh, so currently, it's about one hundred forty-one thousand five hundred words. Okay, so it is on the longer side, but it's not like 
Yeah. yeah I was just wondering a, if it was a, you know, 300,000 word beast. That's... <laughs> <Right>. No. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, one thing I would bring up there is formatting. Uh, you said you were planning to pay $300 for formatting, or maybe you've already paid that. Uh, yeah, I plan on having some, because I don't know how to format the uh, book correctly. I heard that if you don't know what you're doing, it can be kind of uh, difficult to get it right. I mean, you sure. can actually buy software that, that will do that. Yes, um, I was just going to say that. Something like Vellum, uh, if, if you're working on a Mac, is... Yeah, I don't. Uh, 180 quid or something like that. 180 dollars, even not even quid. Uh, sorry, English money there. Um, so, and that that would basically take your word file and turn it into an ebook. I would right. probably recommend because what I use because I'm on Windows as well. I use a free tool called Readsy.com. They have a book formatter on their site, which is totally free. Like you don't have to pay anything for it, and it will. It's formatted like all of the books that I've got behind me here, and it does the ebook, does the paperback. It's awesome. Like it's really, really oh, good perfect. and it's totally free. So that'll save you $300 right there. Um, I, I work in Word on the PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do any of that. I just go, I do all my formatting in Word and nice. just upload it. And I've never had any problems. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. I'm, I, that's what I use. I use Word. Yeah. Formatting yeah. is super easy. Even doing the, uh, the print, the paperback and hardcover layout stuff. It, there's like a little bit of a learning curve, but it, honestly, it's not hard. Okay. How do you export so like, the print from Word? PDF. So you just set it up with the right page sizes. Yeah, and yeah you just, them. you, yeah, you, so uh, Amazon has uh, templates you can download uh, depend, and you just enter like your, uh, what size book you want to print. So like, I, I like six by nine because I like six by nine. And then you enter your page count and it goes here, here's your template. You download it, you put your uh, document in there. So all your columns all that's already set up for you. Um, and then it's just a matter of deciding what spacing you like, what font you're going to use um, and sort of checking like the ends of uh, chapters that you're not sort of leaving blank pages and that kind of yeah, crap. Right. But it's really, I mean, I'm a moron and I can do it. It's really <laughs> <Yeah>. easy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it takes, it takes about a day to sort of like get it all formatted correctly, yeah. but yep. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's goofing it's, off. That's, right that's still going to be cheaper than three or four hundred dollars yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Plus, then you have um, the control over it as well. And if you need to make minor edits in the future, you're not having to pay someone 50 bucks to change a single word or whatever. So, yeah, would right. definitely recommend that. Yeah, worth looking The only time I've, I've literally forked out for uh, formatting personally was with uh, Spirits of Vengeance, where I wanted to have something a bit fancier than I had the the wherewithal to do um <laughs> which is why i just uh I, I contacted um my cover designer sean king and just said like look if i just give you everything can you make it look really pretty nice. <laughs> um the other thing as well with the cover art like that is expensive i think you said it was about one thousand eight hundred dollars or so is that right yeah i think it was 1864 i think yeah exactly. so that that is expensive but that is also within the range for like you know, fully illustrated, really nice art. Like Rob and, and Michael, you can probably speak to like how much Felix costs these days. He's probably around that range, if not more. Um, but he is worth it. Like if you look, if you're watching the video feed of this podcast, you can see some of the Felix's cover art behind Rob and Michael, and it looks spectacular. So it is totally worthwhile. Um, if you are looking for a cheaper alternative, I think I've paid probably no more than about $200 for my cover art. Um, and that's because I've gone on deviantart.com 
and basically just searched for artists who I really like their style, but they've not necessarily done any cover art before. Um, because if you are contacting people who have done books, they are going to charge a premium for that most likely. Whereas if you can just find a really good illustrator um, who can do work that you can then put on a cover, you're probably going to save a lot of money. So yeah, DeviantArt and ArtStation, yeah. both like excellent sources for finding new artists and they've got a messaging system like set up. Uh, so great. it's super easy. Like I lately I've been cold contacting, cold contacting <laughs> artists, uh, just talking about interior illustration stuff. Uh, and there's a ton of them there. Yeah, um, so there is really recommend another it. option for uh, cover art as well. There are now a few companies that um, that, that specify or specialize in doing cover art for books. Um, I know one of them is Miblart, M-I-B-L-A-R-T. Um, and literally for, I think it's two or three hundred dollars, uh, they, they do the entire cover for you. You give them the specifications. It will go through a few rounds of edits and they'll give you the cover. Um, they're not perfect in all ways, uh, but a lot of the covers that they are producing, are they look really nice, to be honest. Um, and there's a, there's a couple of others that some charge sort of like up to $500 or whatever, but um, I, I know quite a few authors um, who are using them, and some of them have incredibly nice covers and are doing really well for themselves with those covers. Yeah. The, uh, so you certainly don't yes. need to spend a lot, but if you do want a really nice bit of custom art, um, then, yeah, you're probably going to be spending sort of like, a thousand plus dollars yeah. yeah so i recall the uh cover contest in this recent this current spfbo i think the book that won the cover contest uh was like a 250 dollar like or something nice hmm? it was like gunmetal gods did that one win i yeah i know that one did well i can't remember if that one no, I, I can't remember won. if it won but yeah yeah i, I, I just I remember might have been last year even yeah, yeah. my brain but I remember no, I mean, it was like a was, was one of those one inexpensive from, covers won it. And I was okay. like, really? Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Let me check it up. Gunmetal Gods <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. Gunmetal Gods got the judges vote for the gold right. medal, which, yeah, it's, it's a very cool piece of art. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that's the one I'm thinking of, though. I don't think But it the is. winners of the public poll was Ben Galley's one with the Forever King. No, he does. Uh, that's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, it might be the last year's contest then. Okay, anyway, yeah. it doesn't, it's not hugely important. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you can definitely get away with yeah, cheaper cover art if you want. I would definitely also recommend checking out our cover art episode if you haven't already, because we kind of, yeah, talk about the principles that you want to be following with that. Um, do we want to talk a bit about editing costs? Well, yeah, I, I'm that's... a little bit confused. You said you had a manuscript... Um... What was it? A manuscript analysis at the beginning or uh, something? Yeah, an evaluation. Just, uh, I guess... A professional opinion on how the novel uh, reads, feels, uh, major changes that need to be done to it. Well, that, that's what a developmental edit. You had a developmental edit separately so, from that. Yes, I. Uh, I'm not entirely sure on the differences between the two, but the changes were like really different. Uh, the developmental edit was uh, like. Uh, overall character and plot issues. Uh, the manuscript evaluation was more uh, general stuff. So like uh, you need to add more details regarding geography. Uh, you need to do more uh, description on some clothing, just more like general stuff, I, I guess. Uh, 
At least that's how the editor I paid for did it. Um, okay. I have the documents on my other computer, but yeah. uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, I guess the evaluation is just more of a general detail kind of world building stuff. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've never done one of those before. Uh, I, I think if you're, you know, for budget options, um, what I tend to do, and I think most sort of a, the self-hub crowd, because we just can't afford all that, um, <laughs> is uh, the first step one is like get, get a couple of like friends uh, or, you know, do the writer's group thing. Yes. And, and, you know, and, and have just have other anybody read it. And certainly like anyone who loves fantasy, um, you know, and, and at that point, if, if you can get even just three people to read like a fairly early draft right. um, and with, it's surprisingly difficult to find three people. Yeah. <laughs> I was going um, to say that. And ironically, I, I have never had an issue with that part. Weirdly yeah. enough. I don't know why. Uh, and and then you're just you're listening to feedback and if you're hearing the same thing at all then you're like oh i I gotta fix that if if one guy is like oh i didn't like the characters and the other one's like the characters were amazing and the third one's like i don't understand mountains then you're like (laughs) yeah you're all useless right but uh you know you you sort of look for for common trends um if you if it gets past the that's those sort of initial readers um you know, at that point, I, th- I think you, you, you're kind of ready to go. Uh, I would skip development editing, develop, yeah. developmental editing, um, you know, whatever the first one was called as well. Yeah, just I like, plan on doing that this time. Yeah. Um, like probably, I would say unnecessary. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I if, if you've read enough books, you just have like a right. gut level understanding of, of how stories work. Right. Yes. Um, you know, it's, if you're going to spend money on editing and, you know, I, you do need to, it would be that, that sort of final editing stage, you know, the, the line edits. Copy and edit, if, it? Yeah. yeah. Copy edit. And most of the copy editors I've worked with, they're kind of paying attention to the other stuff as well. Agreed. And like, you know, if, if, if you know, if Sarah, who's edited a pile of my books, if she notices that I've, you know, like there's a continuity error, she'll probably catch it. Um, you know, if she's like, yeah, you know what, you haven't actually mentioned this character since, you know, like nine chapters ago, like maybe that's it's a bit long. Like she catches stuff like that um, and a lot less than $3,000. Mm. Yes, I would say, I'm not sure if it still exists anymore, but a good website, if you do struggle to find people to read those early drafts of your book is critiquecircle.com. Basically, you it's just like a site where people put up their manuscripts and you critique each other's. And I found it very useful, like probably going back five or six years or so um, with previous books. But yeah, definitely, yeah, rather than the development edit, much better off just getting some feedback from right. friends. Even if it's like, you know, you send them two or three chapters uh, and they give you comments on that, that's going to tell you a little bit about your writing style and whether it's engaging and whether it's hooking them and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and then... Yeah, proofread because you mentioned the proofreading costs were like about two thousand dollars. Is that right? I think so. I yeah. don't know the actual cost on that yet, really. Uh, it was that's an fair. Estimate. Yeah, that, that seems very high for proofreading. That's what I was going to say. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I had someone else I uh, was looking at, and I was like, if I did the math right, and I'm not a math savant, so <laughs> uh, I think it was only like 420 bucks, uh, and I was like, well, that seems reasonable. And then my editor uh, recommended this other person who I guess is really a big proofreader person. I don't know. Uh, I guess they work together quite frequently, though, but uh, she said she's really good. Uh, Honestly, Sounds I dodgy. don't think the big five publishers spend that much on a book. Right. They yeah. they hire, they often, these days particularly, they, they'll hire a freelance editor to do the editing for about a thousand bucks. Um, now, mind you, if, if, if they don't think the book's pretty damn close to being publishable, they're just not going to pick it up at all. Um, right. But there's, there's no way they're spending... Twelve like, grand on a book. like art and everything in like Certainly advertising not and marketing oh, like everything probably including your advance they're not spending that much <laughs> okay. uh so i know that my costs are inflated to say the least uh and i kind of have known that all along i thought maybe if i pay people that seem professional it's really hard to determine uh when you're not in yes. the business already yeah is this editor worth it is this editor good is yeah two hundred dollars for an, a developmental edit uh worth it probably not uh but and and like you guys said developmental edits are i, I don't think most editors or most writers uh do those uh, I've also heard that once you do it once, you never need to do it again because it's the same information. I, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I mean, what'll be interesting is is to see, like, how the book is when it's finished. Because I mean, if you hmm. uh, if you've succeeded in finding like really high end editors and everything, it's entirely possible this is absolutely going to pay off. Like. Certainly, there's no sort of wrong approach to this stuff. No, no. You know, uh, you know, all we can offer is the sort of um, the yeah. poor guy living in a ditch sort of version. <laughs> well, I am also not well off when it comes to money. Uh, I just have extenuating circumstances where I quit my job during COVID and got lucky with, uh, you know, I had some savings. And uh, I also have a dog that makes some money. So, uh your dog has a your job? dog makes money. Yeah. I need a dog with a job. <laughs> Get married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so I actually have a serious question though uh, about editing. Yeah. Uh, what is a? Uh, uh, I just want to compare between how long my editor took to edit and how long maybe you your editor would take to do one of your edits. Sure. Uh, uh, Yep, Rob, yeah, do you want right. to kick off? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, I, I've used a few editors in my time. Um, one of them was uh, a bit sketchy, and he took about a year. Uh, I never used him again. Uh, ah, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've used Sarah quite a few times. She usually, um, she's got a bit of a waiting list at the moment, I think. But she do you usually want name, Rob? To, sorry, Sarah Chorn. Um, she has a, a bit of a waiting list, I think, but she usually gets to it um, in you know about a month or so tops. Uh, and then uh, I also used uh, Mike Myers, and um, he was always incredibly quick. He'd, he'd, yeah, like from the moment of contacting him to getting it back, it was usually about a month. 
Yeah, a month is pretty typical. I mean, uh, assuming they don't they don't have a huge waiting list. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, but my editor okay. was probably about because uh, I I didn't use like a I guess a professional editor. I used my friend, um, but she is a really good writer as well, uh, and was was quite affordable too. I think she probably took about yeah maybe a month and a half, something like that. So yeah, like shouldn't shouldn't take super long usually. And I would definitely recommend including some time clauses in your contract that you're doing with the editor as well. Uh, you don't want to just let them have infinite time to to go away with what they're doing. Right. Uh, so you, when you guys say a month, do you mean a month from when they received the, the book? When they or, start working on it, basically. Yeah. Um, right, okay, okay. So, you know, if, if you send it to them and they say, oh, I'm going to get to it in February, then you get it by the end of March, <laughs> or uh, beginning of March, whatever. Right, yeah. So mine, I think my developmental edit took six weeks. Um, and I think the copy edit is budgeted for five or six weeks. Yeah, that's so, that's not unreasonable. You do have a fairly longish book at 140,000 words, so that yes. does make sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know like Sarah uh will she'll get my get a book back to me within a month, give or take a week. Um but I mean she's also she'll you know, she'll go through like four books kind of thing in that month. So mm. it's not like a month of oh, just wow. working on your book. It's you know, she sort of rotates, I think I'm guessing rotates through, you know, four books kind of working on them all at the same time. Um, I'm guessing that's her approach, but I know she just recently, I, I, I saw she mentioned uh, she edits about four or five books a month on average. Nice. Um, Rob and Mike, do we want to go through the rough sort of costs for the books that we publish? Don't have to be specific, but it could just be a useful exercise to kind of establish our costs. I mean, it, it depends a lot on the book. Uh, these days, I'm usually looking at about $3,000 tops. Um, that's with uh, hiring the artist, or, you know, we'll just say Felix, because that's pretty much all I hire these <laughs> days, because he's too good. Uh, <laughs> hiring uh, the artist, hiring the cover designer, uh, and, then, um, and then editing, basically, uh, either one or two passes. But 3000 is usually, uh, you know, absolute upper limit of what i'm going to be spending on a on getting a book ready for publication yeah for me i think uh two thousand would be typical and that's editing and art um i i don't hire a cover designer i do all that shit myself because i'm cheap uh but then it usually ends up creeping up to three thousand because i get all excited about uh illustrations now Yes. Uh, and having them in the book so um so yeah in the end it's it creeps up to around three thousand but that's including you know spending you know a grand on you know interior illustrations which will be like eight to ten sketches kind of thing yeah and for me um my costs are pretty different the last book i published this one here thunder heist that cost me about 850 australian dollars which is roughly 600 us um so yeah, the main cost for that one cover art was about $250 uh, from yeah the guy that I found on DeviantArt. Um, editing was by my friend uh, who did a really good job for like about $300. Uh, and then I also paid unnecessarily in hindsight, but I did it because I just wanted it to be cool. Uh, a little bit extra for this like random logo at the start. Um, <laughs> like that was actually more expensive than my cover art but what? <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. I paid like $300 for that, but 
yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I want like this sick, you know, glyph to sum up the series or whatever. But yeah, in hindsight, I probably wouldn't have done it, even though the graphic designer did a great job. Uh, and then there's also like interior illustrations inside. So that's just a black and white version of the cover. Uh, and also a bunch of things that I drew myself, if I can get some of them up. Crayon stick. Wait, you're um, an artist? Yeah, well, I have an architecture degree. So I've got like quite a lot of experience in graphic design and um, sort of like photorealistic illustrations and that sort of thing. Uh, so like here you is an example. don't actually know anything the... about you. Yeah. No, <laughs> so that's just like a random interior thing cool, I've dude. got. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just like a, I've got about maybe six or so of those pieces in there um yeah we don't we don't like talented people we don't like no no we like we don't like that at all we don't want people here (laughs) unless we can like suck the talent out of them and you know it can be only one yeah so um yeah so i guess that gives you a sort of range of costs um yeah mike and rob obviously have more money to invest in their books after having done this for a bit more years and having more sales than me so it just depends on yeah like where you want to allocate those costs i guess um and also with that book like because i was doing art by myself formatting by myself and everything it did increase probably the production time um but i was i was happy to to take that offset um yeah so any other kind of questions john as we wrap up this episode thanks for coming on by the way this has been really good oh you're welcome thanks for having me it's been great uh i did have uh one more question here all right so you kind of maybe already answered this a little bit, but I guess a definitive answer would be nicer. Uh, what do you guys think would be the absolute necessary edits to get a book out there that you are confident in? So, like, do you? Do I would you think say just the copy edit. Yeah, I would say as, as long as you are as long as you are confident that the, the book uh, meets your standard uh that, that you think it's a good book and that you've had like you know maybe a, a few a few other sort of readers say yeah no this, this is good send it for a copy edit definitely needs to go for a copy edit um and then you know for you you can you can kind of do a lot of the proofing yourself with with a good you know, some sort of, you know a few read throughs and good word editing and then maybe yes. a few extra sort of alpha readers yeah. so I, I i personally wouldn't uh spend for a proof edit yeah, I do about eight editing passes uh, myself, like yeah. read-throughs in different ways. Sometimes I'll have Word read it back aloud to me as I read along. That helps yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, but I'll, I'll go through the book about eight times solid before my editor sees it. Um, and I think I might be getting better at this because the last time she said, yeah, that, that was a really clean manuscript, nice. which is, I think, the first time she said that. <laughs> which a, re- a really clean manuscript means like there was a page with no edits on and i'm like yes, yes. a single page a single yeah. page that she did single page but yeah I, that i totally agree with rob that's the one the one edit i would do yeah, yeah sure. definitely it, it is actually the only edit i do like that i pay for same right um yeah like with mike i do several different editing passes get word to read it aloud I read it aloud myself, which is pretty exhausting, but definitely worth it. Um, and then another thing I do is like, I'm not sure if I've done this with previous novels, but definitely with my first book, I had a printed proof copy of it and I read through it and literally put a dot under every single word in the book as like a way of making sure that I wasn't skimming over it or like skipping past sections. 
sounds really weird, but it was good. It like helped me pick up a lot of stuff. Um, and that Madness, version of the you're book, literally actually. reading a book one one word at a time. Oh god, yeah. that sounds so painful. Where is it does. oh there was like a while ago there was a version of a book behind here that was that original book, and I like folded down the pages that I found issues on, and it was like every second page. So <laughs> I'm not sure where it is. Yeah, I have to find that sometime. But uh, yeah, anyway, I think yeah, with editing, you yeah, I guess if, if you have a lot of money and you don't want to do that, like editing, the final like editing proofreading yourself, like you probably could outsource it. And I have thought about that, but I think ultimately no one is going to care about the quality of your book as much as yourself. And it's really critical to like, yeah, do those right. final proofreading passes um, on your own just to make sure that you're you're catching, you know, the the one or two words that are out of there. And then even then, like when you publish a book, there's going to be readers probably messaging in saying like oh, oh you yeah. there's stuff up this there's way on this page so through. yeah so just You'll be ready in the all your typos they mm. sneak through yes <laughs> even like very professional books as well like yeah i, I mean i i loved uh what was it like the shadow saint by gareth hanrahan like one of my favorite books but like the amount of typos in that book i was like yeah this this makes me feel better about myself because <laughs> this is like you know right. has a huge amount of publishing credit behind it but it's still got these these things that are that are showing up in it. Um, yeah, so I guess that's sort of a good spot to wrap up this episode. Um, yeah, John, thanks thanks so much yeah, for coming thanks, on. What's the name of the book? Us, man. What's the name Thank of the book, you. by the way? Do you have a title for it? Oh, the one that I yeah, it should hopefully come out in July. Uh, it's called Is The Trials a, of Ashmount. Is that a Trials huge of poster Ashmount. of it behind you? Uh, yeah, actually it is. <laughs> can you just oh. can you tilt the camera to show us? Let's see. It's hard to, because of the glare. Yeah, yeah. It does look quite uh, nice art. It say. looks cool. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, nice. It's, and I just realized my camera is not, it's reversing everything, isn't it? But whatever. Oh, no, it's all good uh, for us. It's all good for yeah. us. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> cool. So that's The Trials of Ashmount. Comes out in July or so. Um, sweet. Thanks for... Uh, yeah, hopefully July. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed with all the last stages of the edits. Thanks for coming on the show and sharing your story. I think that was really useful. And yeah, hopefully to writers out there thinking about starting their first, yeah, their first book um, in terms of publishing it. Hopefully this has given you some useful things to go off. Um, sweet. Oh, definitely. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching, listening. Also, our new website is up. Um, I briefly checked out my inbox just then and someone has already used the voice message feature on our website so that's very exciting um I yeah i don't know what it is though so i'm not going to play it live on the episode <laughs> <Maybe next time. laughs> you want <laughs> to buy viagra <laughs> yeah no thanks um unless it makes me a better writer who knows anyway on that note <laughs> that has been our episode i uh, will see you all next week thanks for watching bye ciao bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 